Fantastic. All right. Uh, you guys ready to kick this off? Yes, sir. All right. Welcome back sure. to Shifting the Gears. I'm Kirshen Sako. And today um, we're back with a one of three part series with Asleep at the Wheel Racing League covering the GT Spree um, top three winners. So, uh, Quinn, if you don't mind, do you want to cover what the GT Asleep at the Wheel is and GT Spree is real quick? All right. So, Asleep at the Wheel is a sim racing league on Gran Turismo Sport. Uh, which is obviously a PlayStation 4 game. And we just uh, finished up our GT Spree series, which is where we take our GT3 cars around uh, select tracks once a month for an hour-long endurance race uh, with uh, fuel and tire wear on. So that way we actually have to strategize on how to pit stop, how and when to pit stop. That's pretty much it. Awesome. And uh, today we have um, Carlos with us. Now, where did Carlos finish before we start getting into who Carlos is and everything? Uh, Carlos finished in P1. He took the world championship, as we will call it. He took the world world championship. That's fucking badass. Uh, So, Carlos, welcome to this show. Uh, Thank you for coming on. Uh, Congrats on the win for the season. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my name is Carlos, and I am originally from Costa Rica, immigrated to the U.S., and and since then, it's been a trip. Then, uh, near my end of high school, I, uh, I got a sim rig, and I just started on Gran Turismo, just doing my own thing, and then eventually, just through random lobbies, I met uh, Toya, as I call him, and Wag, as I call him, or Quinn. And so um, I just met these guys and through time we started talking on Discord and PlayStation parties and then I got more involved and then it's been like a solid maybe six to eight months where I've been really active in the league and been racing. So it's just it's just been really fun. And let's see, I like I like cats, I like dogs, I like gaming, I like streaming. And, um, yeah, man. I dig it. I dig it. Um, that was, that was very detailed. Details, but quick. I like it. Um, so Quinn, you want to start off the, you have any questions for him? You want to start out with that? Oh, you're just going to throw me under the bus and make me do it first. Hey, yeah, why not? All right. Well, we'll start off with the simple questions then. Uh, nice and easy. What, uh, what got you into sim racing? Like, uh, what's, what's your background in that? So, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of the show Initial D. It's an anime from yes. the 90s. And uh, I just saw talking to me, you know, c- can I curse? Is that allowed? Yeah. Okay. At least I'm mine. <laughs> okay. I saw talking to me just drift through them fucking corners and I was just so excited. And I was like, man, I, I wish I could do that. And since I couldn't do it in real life because of all the time and, and money it took because I was still in high school. Um, I was like, Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, save up a bit of money and get myself a T300. And then I got myself a cockpit. And then from there is just history. Basically initial D got me into sim racing. And then the reason why I bought GT sport was because it has the ting, like the ting sound, uh, every time you go over a hundred kilometers. So 
is it was just super exciting to actually be in in a car and feel the things right in in virtual but it, it was just felt awesome i like that. that's a that's a pretty good one um so like how long have you been how long have you been sim racing since uh last august so it's been a year and a few months so it's yeah it's been honestly not as long as i would have thought but i i still remember getting a wheel and a cockpit and it just feels like yesterday so time flies that's awesome um are you glad you got are you glad you made those purchases versus just not doing it or staying on controller or something or do you feel like it made you more engaged absolutely i mean i would say like this may sound cliche but i would say it changed my life because um I on controller, I definitely wouldn't have gotten GT Sport. I would have just kept drifting on a set of Corsa, and um, you know, once I got the the wheel, then I was like, yo, the eight six has the ting sound when it goes over a hundred. I'm gonna get that, and then just doing dailies on GT Sport. So basically, the wheel was the catalyst for everything that happened there since, and uh, being in the league. Um, being an active member and then eventually part of the committee and actually having creative input it, it basically all started from the catalyst of uh, a sim rig or a wheel that's cool um it's pretty it, for me it's pretty neat how you went from just kind of going to have fun and becoming part of a, a group or a, a league um now are you part of any teams in that or are you running solo uh i am part of innate instincts motorsport and uh coach is the leader jp and you know we, we are classified as the high end of asleep at the wheel which i i don't take any credit for but i'm just glad to be in a team with um good competitive people that we strategize and, and compete with the other teams mainly stream team Fantastic. Uh, Quinn, what's your next one for him? All right, well, now that we know how long he's been sim racing for, you, you don't get that skilled overnight uh, and, and just with no experience. So what other experiences do you have uh, with either racing in general or driving? So, okay. Uh, allegedly, this is gonna when, I was, when I was around seven years old, uh, my dad would sit me on his lap and I would steer and he would shift and like he would do all the gas stuff, but I would steer. And through that, like he would just do it every time he would pick me up from school back in Costa Rica or any time that we we're going to groceries or whatever. And uh, ever since that, that like put, you know, kind of another catalyst in my brain of like, damn, driving is cool. And so then when I reached 14, my my parents were like allegedly my parents were awesome and just were like hey man we can trust you here's a car drive yourself to school and i drove early for two years and then once i got my my learner's permit passed that test you know first try and then ever since that i've just been driving regularly and allegedly i i like to to go fast so you know and uh, uh, I have a front wheel car, 
so I can't do much. But I can say it's still fun going fast. So <laughs> that's literally all the experience I have. Most of the experience comes from just hopping on a lot and just, you know, practicing and and learning. Most importantly, learning from uh, YouTube. Driver61 is a big help. And learning from fellow um, friends in the league. You know, Toyo was the first guy to ever give me any advice on the track. And then it went to coach. And then, and then I started to meet everybody else. And it just became a, a thing. And so that's that's all the experience I have, really. Mostly virtual. Okay. For me, that's pretty interesting just because how skilled you are. Because you're kind of oh, fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not kind of fucking fast. He, he's really fucking fast. You thank don't become you. a world championship without skill and being fast. I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> I, I, as you both know, I don't like myself giving giving myself the credit or whatever. I, I'm not very into that. I'm, I like to stay humble, and so I'm just thank you, guys. That's it. Absolutely. Um, do you have another one for me, Quinn? Or uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, see what you got uh, up next. So one of mine is outside of sim racing. Do you have a passion for the automotive industry in some shape or form, whether it's working on cars or just the design, um, cleaning cars, just being in cars, any, anything of that sort? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, um, I, I absolutely love having, uh, a dad that is like really into cars and through that, you know, when I was young, I would be, you know, like the joke of the dad yelling at you for holding the flashlight, flashlight wrong. That, that was me. Basically, I would just be holding the flashlight and he'd be like, God damn it, move it over there. Right. And so it, uh, that is just super fun. And now that I'm older, I can actually like ask him questions and try to understand. Like, and yeah, you can hold the flashlight are. correctly now? I can hold the flashlight correctly now. So, you know, it, it would just be holding it there for hours. It's like, okay, I suppose, do I really have to do this? Can you just set it up? So, uh, yeah, just working with my dad and like fixing literally cars that are, like are just daily drivers. It's just cool to learn about cars. And um, I also like watching F4, F1, Formula One, and Apart from that, I don't really have much experience. I am looking to get a project car so I can actually get into get into racing and just get into like state, local leagues or whatever and just get into doing that for real and see how the skill crosses over or if it doesn't and just kind of learn that. So I don't really have anything right now as in like passion or, or hobby, but uh, I am looking forward to the future. Um, for me personally, my question is what kind of racing would you want to do? Would you want to do circuit racing like time attack or door to door, or would you just anything to be able to get on a course and drive the car as hard as you can and just get uh, better? Honestly, anything, anything that I like, whatever I could, you know, just go out to a track and drive. I would love that. Absolutely anything. But, um, the goal would be door-to-door driving where I'm racing with other people on track and um, yeah, just, just trying to, to actually put the skills I have gone into virtually into something that's real and an actual car and, 
and learn about setups and tuning and how it all works together and and you know it's it's very interesting for me to actually learn about that and i enjoy it personally you got one for him coin because i i have I've, a interesting i've, I've, I've got two for him now just go ahead and shoot all right so same question two different ways of asking it uh what's your absolute dream car if you had any budget to spend and then for a project car what is your dream project car that you could have oh oh this one's hard you know I, I don't i don't want to take too much time on it but at least just give me a couple seconds to think because oh it's tough there's so many cars it's just so many fucking cars. And they're all so beautiful. As long as you're all... not talking about Porsche being good. Okay, that's hurtful. All right, well, Porsche. he thinks I can't but help look over your right shoulder and look at that sticker on, like, that poster on the wall. What the hell is that? The the boar with all the bullet holes in it? <laughs> that's, that's actually a target. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, everything up on that wall back there is all all targets that my wife and I or I have shot. Okay. I figured give um, give Carlos a moment to think here, but yeah, I would say honestly, favorite or like dream car period, and then project car that I would actually get. Um, for my favorite or dream car that I could possibly get, it would probably have to be something old and Japanese. So I'm thinking I'm thinking of a few, and to be honest probably a nice gtr r32 most likely or a 240 240sx that might be something to look into maybe a sylvia just for fun um and to be honest i think what i would what my dream would be because it all circles around would be an 86 a Wait, Toyota 8.6. Like the OG 8.6? The, 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 oh, OG. The OG. OG. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't OG. get that catfish looking. No, no, I can't get that, that 2012 or 2013, hey, whatever. I would still drive the hell out of that thing right now. Don't get me wrong. Those, That's well, true. I, I drive the hell That's out true. of either of them, but, but if we're going like, all around fucking perfect, it, it has to be OG. Yeah. And then, and then for a car that I could, you know, that I'm actually thinking of getting would be a uh, 350. 350z because they're cheap they are a little bit reliable you know they're small compact light cars they got an engine they got wheels and um that's just what i'm thinking and there's a lot of them here in the u.s so i wouldn't have to import anything and that's that's just what i'm thinking of for a project car right now they, they are also on the cheaper end or at least in canada they are yeah here too and, and that's why you know i wouldn't have to spend that much money and if i want to drift with it and it's a drift car because it's not that much money. So, fair enough. Um, my one really thing solid is, choice. would you want to? This is on behalf of the uh, rare breed of us who can still do this. But would you want a manual? Yes. Thank absolutely. God. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I even had a, a business idea of making a shop where it's just manual swap because I feel like the manuals are dying, man. The, it, they're so cool. At least in my eyes, I've driven a manual and you're just literally, it becomes second nature to just change gears and automatics are boring. All you do is gas and brake and 
I would say having that extra element of shifting adds like another tier of fun for me. So um, I would want the 8.6 and um, the 3.50 to be both manual. Yes. Now, now I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. Not only are manuals more fun, they are scientifically proven to be more safe. Is that true? Yes, 100%. Two hands. Two hands. It's it's because you're in control of the revs of the gears, so you you have more control over that a, when it comes to an accident. How how would the how would you I'm I'm not a scientist. Accident? I don't I don't fully understand how okay. the science works behind it, but there was science experiments done. Okay, where, where they you. did prove that uh, manuals were safer. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, I don't know these studies, but that sounds awesome. As far like as far as for me. Quinn, you might agree with this, but for me personally, it gets me more engaged where oh. I'm more, way more alert when I'm driving a manual transmission car. It, it could be a 95 Corolla, anything, but I'm more alert because I actually have to pay attention and be alert. Um, for me, it's similar when I ride my motorcycle. I'm way more alert than when I'm in an automatic car or an automatic vehicle where if something happens, I can lift my foot a quarter inch and slam oh. a brake pedal versus oh now i actually have to engage a clutch i have to shift i have to pay attention to what's going on i have to pay attention to multiple two to things at the same time but that yeah, I, for me i would agree because you know you, you have to pay attention to the revs it's just a lot more going on that if you just put a car that's automatic on cruise control that oh, you're man, literally, i, just, I want to fall, fall asleep <laughs> exactly right so that, that that study doesn't make sense but I would say uh, I I would have it manual for sure. At least you're you're doing it right. So uh, no, I I agree. <laughs> I yeah. agree. Um, let's see. Now, one of my questions is um, to kind of kind of focus back on um, the sim racing and the league um, for the we'll say the last race. Um, was there any points where you felt extra pressure? Or was it pretty much pressure throughout the entire season where you had to watch your moves? You had to be cautious of what's going on around you and also have good race, uh, racemanship, race sportsmanship, where you had to be courteous and conscious of what, what you're doing. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I would say at the beginning of the season, I managed uh, to squeak out a few wins and that, that placed me in first and, um, I managed to win the five races that is uh, counted. And so that kind of took the pressure off a little bit of like the win for the season. But as we started getting closer to the end of the season, this new, uh, this new person that joined the league named Stig, he's been giving me some pressure and he couldn't win mathematically because he wasn't here for five races, but it was more of a like, not a pride thing, but more of a like competitor thing where we wanted to see who was the best. And, and the pressure, the pressure is always there. It's just dealing with that pressure is what's important. And I feel like that's what makes a good, a good racer in the end, having to deal with, with, um, with being in first. It's so hard to be in first because chasing is, is easier than leading. And so, um, yeah, I would say towards the end of the season, the last race and a race before that, it was 
it, it was like I got a spark back in my racing. So you know, sometimes it can go stagnant when you when you do things and they're and it just kind of comes easy to say, which it's not easy, but when it just comes easy, I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, once you do something that was challenging, and then it kind of like it kind of like reignites your 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 competitiveness, in my opinion. And Stig, I would say, has really reignited that. And that last race, I was I was racing my heart out. Usually, I always race my heart out, and I don't mind if I lose. And I gave it all. What what really defeats me is if I if I didn't give it my all. And uh, I would say pressure's always there, but there was a lot of pressure on this last race just for the competitiveness of uh, of the season. Absolutely. Um, like you said, leading's definitely easier than uh, leading's way harder than following because you have the pressure of if I botch a breakpoint, I've got people who are going to be vividly pissed, or like li- lividly pissed behind me. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, since you're part of a team in the league, um, are you, my question for you is, do you play the game more or do you practice more solo or do you guys practice more as a team where you guys actually coordinate where you help each other out and kind of coach each other in a sense, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Um, after I won those five, I didn't get on until the race. So I, I did not practice at all. And then I still managed to win a few, which is incredible. And so, um, it's just, it's just interesting that I don't have to practice that much. But then for the last race, I, I really hopped on and mainly it's with coach. Me and coach hop on all the time. I'm not online if it's not with coach. And we kind of go back and forth on on strategies and turns. And then uh, since I am a, a coach of the league, I have the, you know, the, the responsibility to make strategies for my team. So I can I can coach people in our team. For example, I've coached Quinn Wag, and uh, I have coached a lot of people that are in the league. And so through that, you I made can, him way faster. By the way, uh, you know, unfortunately enough, he just, he just listened to me and it worked. So that's I'm I'm glad he's doing a lot better than he used to, and and his ego is a bit higher. But um, <laughs> Back because of the territory, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, for the for the most part, we we strategize a lot, and and it's mostly team stuff based. Uh, I I'm not usually on by myself unless I feel like I need the time to practice. But usually, when I hop on mo- most, it's the week before a race. That's when I'm mm-hmm. like on at least three times a week, and I'm I'm getting the lines and getting the, the things down. So, Mike, you got anything for him? Uh, no, I think I covered all the questions that I had. Um, my one que- other my other question to that is how often uh, when you do practice, a are you taking it more serious where you're really focused on it? Or are you still or are you still enjoying it? And b, how long are you practicing before a race for like we'll say the week of the race? 
like how long are you really going at it or are you just kind of going to keep your body so to speak in rhythm gotcha yeah that's a really good question so usually i just um i hop on the week before and if not maybe once to see what the track is like before that and the, the thing that me and coach do is we'll hop on and do a race. We'll, we'll get some practice in and we'll do a race. And that's serious, but like to a degree, because it's just me and coach, we're having fun. But we are still um, racing like the hardest we can. We're, we're practicing because how you practice is how you're going to race, right? So you have to practice hard. And then what we do is, okay, mental break. We hop on a, on a dirt circuit, we grab some old rally cars, and we just hit the dirt, right? And we just, we, we get like a mental break. We don't have to worry about anything. And, um, you know, I would say on average before a race, I'm practicing maybe six hours to 10 hours at most. And that's kind of pushing it. But I am putting time in when I feel um, that... Uh, when I feel that I'm going to not do well, or I feel like I'm not doing well for okay. it. So. For me, Actually, for on me, that note, cool. I came up with, uh, uh, or thought of another question. So, so that's how we do uh, this, by the way. <laughs> it's awesome. just all on the fly. <laughs> uh, all right. So here, here's the question. How is it that you and the team uh, come up with your strategies, uh, like what goes into the thought process on what you want to do for your strategies and how many strategies usually do you guys have that play or do you guys just kind of adjust them on the fly? Are you trying to spy on your, on our strategies? <laughs> What's going on here? No, 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 no. This is, uh, I'm curious to the thought process. I'm not going to change how I do my strategies. I'm, I think they're pretty solid. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so mainly we look at, um, how much how many laps are in an hour and that was just for the for the gt spree but i'll just strategize for the gt spree how many laps are in an hour and then uh we see the average gas tank so we see some gas gas tanks are smaller some gas tanks are bigger so we kind of strategize and see if we can do a one stop or if it's a two stop and then one of us will run a one stop on a full hour. One of us will run a two stop on a full hour. And then through there, we can kind of see how much time is lost or gained for either strategy. And, uh, you know, th those are really the, the two, two stop or one stop and what tires you use. So, um, you know, if, if you need a good start, if it's hard to pass at this track, you're usually going to start on softs. If it's easy to pass, but you want to, since the first lap, you have to go slower than usual, then you'll start on mediums. So it's just kind of like how how we want to run this race, how many laps are, are, are on the race, and, and what track it is is very important because you can fuel save on a lot of tracks. There are a lot of tracks that you can't, or you can, but it'll, it'll cost you a lot of time. So it's a mixture of things, but mainly me and Coach work that out, and we just look at the laps, the gas, and how long will the tires last are the three most important factors. I like that. That's essentially that, that's how we go about it at Stream Team Racing as well. So I was, I was curious to see you guys' uh, thought process and breakdown. 
Yeah, and also we go over. Um, yeah, we we all get together at some point and we go over breaking points, uh, gassing points, turning points, even. So we we all have it down to a to a formula. Obviously, we're not gonna follow that formula every single time we go around that turn because there's people next to you. There's things that happen. So there's always variables at play. Right, exactly. But we just like to have those um, those in play where we can we know okay at this sign we're safe to gas. You can gas under percent, or the latest you can break is here, but you can break here before if you want to get a good exit. You know, a lot of things, and it's a lot of learning about techniques and how cars actually like work on a track and tire degradation, fuel and um, weight distribution, all those things do come into play, even though it is virtual in some type of way, it'll come into play. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I said, I've definitely seen it, seen it get way faster and way better as well as uh, Quinn. He's gotten vastly faster. Um, I guess for me would say, um, are there ever days that you just want to hop on and have fun or do you always hop on and kind of have a goal to always be faster and always find a better sector or are you just out there to kind of, in a sense, blow off steam sometimes and enjoy it? Yeah. Uh, it's actually a really interesting question because, uh, like I said, you know, we hop on a, a rain track and just drift around Fuck those tracks by the way <laughs> <coughs> excuse me or we hop on a dirt track and uh, we mess around but usually most of the time when i'm on i'm i'm more of helping people uh yeah. if, if there's people with me i, I usually help them because it it doesn't take that long for me to figure out um different lines not the optimal line but different lines and so usually i am i'm pretty light-hearted when it comes to just hopping on and and i usually hop on and blow off steam and just kind of go really fast really fast is the way to blow off steam for me so um that's just, like that fits for most yeah so um yeah i mean there's not really a time that i'm too serious unless it's race time and then that's when i go quiet but uh apart from that it's just real lighthearted, and i i can i can go my my hardest and still have a conversation so it's never that serious to the point where i have to go quiet or i'm focusing that hard on things okay so yeah i think that's pretty interesting because some some people are very they have to focus they can't multitask in a sense um or maybe they can multitask but they really just want to let everybody everybody or themselves really just focus on that aspect Uh, i don't know it's weird i guess it's a weird way to phrase it because i've seen people where like you and quinn might be able to talk as you're racing but you know Tim might be having a blast the time of sorry, time of his life, but is just trying to be, you know, focus and subconsciously just doesn't do it. Do you catch yourself yeah. doing that sometimes where you're just racing and not realize like 
hey, there's 11 other people in the party chat that are dead quiet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. That this last race, there were 16 people on the oh, track. I think 15 in the party, maybe 14. That's a big party. 15 yeah. in the party. Uh, one person, one of the 16 did leave so he could stream in peace. Uh, yes. he, didn't, he didn't want the big voice chat distracting him. That's right. Um, so it was a lot of chatter, as you can imagine. I, I did have to mute some people, and I won't name any names, but I, it was a lot of chatter, and I can say I did not speak a word because I was, I was really into it. So I can multitask, but when it's a race, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an asshole. Okay, I'm just focused. I'm not like I'm not down to have fun or whatever. It's just I'm, I'm very focused and, and. You know, to be competitive, you kind of have to have to play competitive. And if, if that's, you know, talking shit or if that's being quiet, you know, whatever it is for you where you can be competitive, then that's that, that's the most important part. That's the fun part of what we do at Sleep at the Wheel, because there's no there's no uh expectation that you need to talk there's no expectation of anything you're just there to have fun in the end and obviously you're very competitive but um we're all friends in the end we're we're all people and we all have lives and we all understand that so uh i do get very serious in races at the end as you should <laughs> as i <Yeah>. should <laughs> all right absolutely um, I'm kind of out of questions for that. Like I could ask a few more, but they would kind of tie into other ones. I guess the only one I would have is, do you see yourself trying to start chasing more sim race, more seriously chasing sim race, um, tournaments of larger capacities, not in a league, but where you're expanding your horizons, where you're starting to chase where, um, I guess you'd be going for regional championships or trying to, in a sense, get to the big show for GT Sport. Right. Um, I don't know how to do that. That's the thing. I would love to do that. But then the more I think about it, the more my brain is like, do you want to? Because I, I joined a league that was a bit more serious and um, I didn't like it because there was no camaraderie there, there was no team teamwork or i didn't feel involved i didn't feel welcome and so um in that way i i i almost kind of like want to seek out people I, I don't i don't want to seek out like wins or or anything like that just more people so you know i would love to actually test my skills again I'm amongst great like actually good racers um but i just don't know how to get into that first of all and then second of all i don't know if if i would like that as much to me to be frank absolutely um now my question for you two because i'm like i said I'm, I'm out of questions but that was the one i was very curious on is i've gotten to play with you for a while and whatnot um but I was curious about that particular question. My question for you two is having opposing teams in a sense. Um, do you guys ever see 
well, do you guys ever see an issue of helping the other person try to get better to make the league better and let people have more fun and enhance the game? Um, or are you like some other leagues where you're opposing teams, you'll give a pointer here or there, but you're not going to sit there and watch somebody race 15 laps and really, really help them get better. Um, just to, just for the camaraderie aspect. Quinn, I'll let you take that. All right. So, uh, yes and no, that, that's the simple answer. Yes and no. <laughs> okay. Uh, the more, the, the more long answer is as an individual racer, whether someone's on the opposite team or not, if they're approaching anybody in the league, uh, asking for advice on how they can personally do better, none of us in the league are ever going to say, no, you know, fuck you. You're on the opposite team. You're, you're not into it for us. So uh, there, no one in the league will say no to helping anyone grow personally. So in that, in that aspect, it, that's where the no, the opposing teams isn't going to cause an issue. It doesn't cause an issue. But yes, uh, when it comes to learning tracks a little bit more in depth uh, and potentially or in coming up with strategies, you're not going to go up to the other team and be like, hey, what's your strategy for that? Uh, and, and expect them to actually give you an honest answer. Uh, or And you're not going to be like, hey, how do you take this line onto your opposing team? You're going to go up to your teammates and be like, hey, how can I better this line? Because uh, you know the other teams are going to give you uh, either a really generic answer, like uh, just just take it by going through the proper line or just, you know, get good. They're, they're going to give you a sarcastic fucking answer. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, that's like I said, uh, just because I've seen a variety of leagues and even I've even seen leagues where, like I'm sure Carlos has, Carlos has seen where they're a little bit more serious, where they barely won't, won't help each other because they're so worried about their position in the chart on yeah. their team where five and six won't help each other. And, but one will help 10, but nine won't help eight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely it, seen that as well. I've seen it as, as we discussed, but the, the most important part of asleep at the wheel, I, I mentioned it on this Thanksgiving thing that I uh, announced and it's where we're competitors but we're friends and then that's the most important part where we're we like to have fun we we race monthly and upcoming will be weekly for fun there's no there's nothing there's no prize the prize is fun and uh that may sound cliche but um you know i'm, I'm honestly really proud that i can say that i'm in the sleep at the wheel because it, it's such a unique league there, there are leagues there's tons of leagues out there and obviously there are many that are wonderful but for me the the ones that i have joined have been so overly competitive that there's no fun to be had for me at least because I'm, I'm i'm obviously very competitive and that's how i manage to squeak wins but i also just i'm not I'm not very egotistical in the way that I, that's all that I care about. I, I don't care about winning as long as I'm having fun or I gave it my all. Solid. For me, that's pretty good. Um, I got nothing else. How about you, Quinn? No, I've, we've covered everything I wanted to uh, ask and a little bit more. Carlos, you have any questions or comments? Yeah, I actually have a question for the both of you. 
What does, yeah, what, what does uh, being in a sleep at the wheel mean for you? I know, Toyo, you, you've been really caught up with work, but I still want to hear your answer. What, what does it mean for you to be in a sleep at the wheel? Uh, for me, it's, it's, I look forward to it, even if it's I catch uh, practices before the race, just the camaraderie and having fun. And um, whether it's you or coach or WAG or somebody new that goes, hey, you, your break point's off here, try this. Just and the interaction, the camaraderie for me is a highlight of my week. And it sounds weird that it's a sim racing game, but you know, for me, like I said, for me, it's fun. I look forward to it vastly. It's so fun. I, I try to invite people to it all the time. Um, but then, like I said, getting getting to know everybody on a personal basis, in a sense, um, where I have that marked out in my week. It's it, for me, it's fun. I just enjoy it. But what about you, Quinn? All right, so camaraderie is definitely a big thing for me with the Sleep of the Wheel. I'm so glad that we have what we have with the league. Uh, and just just knowing that everyone's giving it their all, but just having the time of their lives and that we're, we're providing what everyone wants in a sense. Uh, that's, that's what makes the Sleep of the Wheel as amazing as it is to me. And I'm, I'm just glad that it came to fruition the way it did and that it wasn't just, you know, I, I didn't have a goal for it to exist. It just, it became its own thing. And that, that's what I like about it. Gotcha. I, I do want to ask one last thing before we go here. Um, Wag, this is your question. Okay. How do you feel that you founded this thing and it has actually became fairly big in our world? It's not worldwide known. It's not nationally known. But I do want to know how do you, how does it make you feel that you've started something that was so like minute and then it became a big thing in our worlds? And then Toyo, I want to ask, how did you get involved in the league? How how did you get your your in? Uh, Quinn, go ahead. All right. So uh, to answer your question on that one, um, I've, I've, honestly, honestly, I'm. Uh, I'm speechless uh, is, is the easiest way to say that. Um, but it, it definitely warms my heart to, uh, to know that what I've started, especially with have been, having been an accident to start the league in the first place, uh, have it, having it become as big as it is, is just, it's very heartwarming. And the fact that everybody has nothing but such great things to say about the league and what we do is just makes me feel great. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I, can't take any credit for it uh what coach has done and uh as himself and as our uh, our sponsor uh, stay young at heart designs what what they've done uh you know to make the league is what it is as well as all the racers that are in it i it, it's definitely not something that i've done by any means i've just facilitated the the means for everyone else to be there and make it as awesome as it is would you say it was unexpected in your overjoyed that it has in a sense like not to sound lame about it but like like you said it's it's for us it's a big thing like it went from a one day thing one race thing for you and a buddy to now we've got people literally all over the world that are in the same league yeah no it's i'm definitely overjoyed uh that it is what it is to everyone that's in it um and let's see how did i get involved uh, 
I believe he actually watched me on a stream one day. And I was just, I was, I got home from work and I was like, ah, I'm bored. It's middle of winter or whatever it was. Like, let me hop on and race. And he actually got on and started interacting with me. And I was like, holy shit, somebody's actually talking and like, let me have fun and, it, it, you know, interact with this guy. Uh, but from there, he watched a few streams and I saw him go on. So we followed each other on Twitch and I saw him go live. And I, I you know, hopped in one day and I was, hey, try this. Hey, try that. Hey, you're breaking too hard here. Or, hey, try, you know, just giving little tips, just interacting and having fun to get to know each other. Um, and then obviously it kind of blossomed out to where we got to meet a mass amount of other people. For me, it was pretty cool. Um, just a random stream. I had somebody hop in at was eleven o'clock at night or something. Eleven thirty. I I hopped off at like one thirty. Yeah, it's, it it was for me. It was just like it's a long day. Let me just get on and have some fun and just I had a like I said I had a great time. I was super happy. Somebody even watched the watched the stream and enjoyed it and that they picked up a few things from me and um like I said getting to know them and getting to interact with them was pretty cool. And then I was getting to meet the rest of you guys was really neat so um for me if anybody out there sim races for fun or whatever or even if you race in real life and you sim race on weekends just to keep your you know or in the off season to keep your body fresh um hit us up like uh, you know hit hit quinn and carlos up i'm sure they're happy to have you guys on and you know grow the league and interact with people yeah, we're, we're happy to have us. anyone that wants to join us absolutely um you can find us at AATW on Instagram. And um, that's, that's mainly where we post pictures and races. And and then, obviously, if you watch Toyo's podcast, keep watching. But And uh, as always, we'll have it in the description of Toyo's podcast as well. Absolutely. Yeah, right. And last question, fellas, last question. I This one's for all three of us. Okay. And I'm going to start with Quinn. What do you want for this league in the future? Where do you want to take this? Where, what are we doing with it? What, what creative ideas do you have? That's I, sorry, before you start, that's a mind blowing question. Like that's congrats. Like that's Thanks. awesome. Like I, I didn't even think of that question, but that's, that's a great question. And I, I'm curious to see what we all say. All right. So uh, obviously I'll field the question. Uh, the answer first is you, uh, you directed it to me first. So um, I, I try to look at this um, mainly as just what it is, you know, it's a, it's a for fun league. So realistic goal, you know, just uh, every week having one to two 16 racer lobbies would be phenomenal. That would be my realistic goal with the league. Okay. Uh, my, my pipe dream goal as I'm going to call it, would be to be world-renowned, uh, just like the biggest GT sport, uh, GT league, uh, Grand Turismo league, obviously, uh, in, in the world, where everyone knows us and everyone wants to compete with us while being able to keep our, uh, our I'm going to call them small town feels. Okay. That, that's, like that's my pipe dream goal. But uh, that's, that's an awesome goal. What about you, Carlos? What, what, where do you see this going? What do you want to, where do you want to see this go? Um, well, I, I've seen it grow so much. Like, like, I just remember it was like, 
a lot of old guys like that have left or that are still here, you know, that, that are like day one, you can say. Um, and then I've seen so many people come in for me. I think, I think a realistic goal would be Wags pipe dream goal. I, I think we could, we can make it in some ways world renowned where we're doing more live things and we're doing more competitive things, maybe some, in real life things where we have that amount of money and you know things like that get sponsorships you know i, I want to see it grow into something that is small town feels which is obviously a thing that we have to strategize and how can we do that with that many people and you know having it become popular where we still feel like we're doing something in, in a sportsmanship camaraderie way, but in a more professional tone where we actually have prices or, or we, um, you know, some, some type of, some type of tournament in some way, it would be Michael. And, and that's where I want to see the, the league go where it just okay. becomes this, this big thing. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, just seeing where Quinn, just seeing where you've taken this from to where it is now is awesome. Um, for me, I think, uh, yeah, basically not sound like a copycat, but agree with Carlos on your, your goal of the pipe dream, like seeing it being world renowned where if somebody hops on, they know you're part of the league cause they see the logo or whatever. Um, just knowing you're part of that league where people reach out to you, no matter what caliber they are and hop in the lobby and invite you and talk to you and whatnot. Um, just being more known. Um, but for me, I think personally for a more local time or a more close range time, I guess, more reasonable time is hitting that part where you do have two lobbies going, you do have, um, everybody in the same league, but you have both lobbies going where now you're not 16 people, you're 32. And it's just expanding the reach where you're expanding more coverage of knowledge base, um, experience, whether it's in real life racing to sim racing, um, fun to more serious, etc. Just like I said, sl- I, for me right now, just seeing the league grow and being announced and uh, commentated on it. Or, or tagged and stuff like just the knowledge growth, I guess. I, I, I don't know how to phrase it. I'm having a blind moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying more and more towards short term goal of having those two lobbies is, is what I also think right now, you know, we, we have things to focus on. We also have a lot of creative ideas um, since there's five, since it's not a, a monarchy where there's just one person or, or since there's no president, right. Since it's a committee and we all have, um, uh, equal, equal input on, on what we do. There's five brains thinking of things to further the league. And so that brings more ideas of like what we could do. I I've had a couple ideas of like streaming each race and having commentary and, kind of just expanding it but short term i fully agree we should focus on on getting 32 instead of 16 and then 
you know, getting 48 instead of 32 and from there on. Listen, it, it, it's not the, not the shortcut, the pipe dream at all. in any means, um, like I said, for me, just, just to keep the momentum going, I see it, but where I fully agree where the pipe dreams at is being, being world renowned of right. a sleep at the wheel with Saya and whoever else is going to, you know, back it. I, I, I see that where, like I said, they see you out there having fun one day and they see the logo on your car. It might inspire some kid who just started the game go, Hey, I just started this game. Um, can you teach me some, some something about it? And him or her feel comfortable reaching out to you going, I feel comfortable asking this person for help without being degraded. Cause that right. happens a lot in the, in the sim racing and racing community, as well as in general life where you ask for help or you ask for direction and uh, you, you feel bad about it in a sense. Right. No, that, we we that. definitely want to make sure that that is not the case. We want people to feel uh, welcomed and uh, like they, they can without ju- any sort of judgment being cast that they could come up to us and ask for help in any, anything. And they'll, they'll know that they'll, they'll get it. But that's, that's what I mean with the small town feels though. It's, you know, no judgment ever when it comes to needing help getting better. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Solid uh, question there. Good yeah, job. That was good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I do want to say that this is my interview air quotes, but I, I mainly want to sponsor the league. If you're listening to this and you have a sim rig or you've been thinking about getting it or you just are on controller and you're looking to have some type of fun and, uh, you know, literally all the requirements is a PlayStation which there is so many people with that and that you just have GT Sport, which is, I think, like $30 around now. About that. I, I would also like to clarify that at some point in time, we will be moving to GT7. Yes, which is coming so, out next year. So basically all I'm saying is if so any one of you out there wants to just join, click on the link on Instagram and send us a DM. And you know we're, we're open to have anybody from any region of the world that's that's willing to, to join and have fun. And skill level does not matter either. Let's also it make does that very not. clear. It does not. Fantastic, gentlemen. Um, I don't want to keep you guys too long. Like I said, I asked all my questions. I, I think we had a great interview. Um, we I think we had a good time. Absolutely. I had, I had, you had a great time. Quinn, I'm glad you had a fun time. Um, so people can find you guys. Uh, I'm going to start with Quinn and finish with Carlos. Quinn, where can everybody find you? Uh, as always, Twitch, uh, Instagram, PlayStation, uh, not Facebook yet. I, I suppose Twitter, again, it's a, a mute subject because I just haven't bothered to learn how to use it yet. Uh, but all my socials are Blue Moose 65 Fantastic. Uh, Carlos, where can people find you? How can, you get, how can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you? Did awesome, you yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a public account on Instagram, but uh, it is a private account on Instagram called Sim Legion. Sim like sim racing, and then Legion like a small army. And there you all can find me on Instagram. Word. Yes, all one word, okay. Sim Legion on Instagram. And on Twitch, same thing, Sim Legion. I don't stream as much as I would like to, but you can find me there. And most importantly, AATW at Instagram. And there you can find the league channel. 
And on those, you'll see random people posted just depending on what pictures they put up. So you'll get to meet the entire league throughout the thing. So fantastic, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys taking time out um, and having a chit chat with us. Um, congrats on again. Congrats on the win. I'm Thank excited you. to see what you do for the next season. Congratulations. Now you're world champion on both Mazda and GT. I appreciate that. I'm excited for the next Mazda. We'll we'll see what happens. There's a lot of people. You have to only race left-handed on the opposite side of the wheel, though. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Congrats. I'm, uh, again, I'm super happy you guys uh, joined me today. Thank you guys for hopping on, and I hope you guys have a fantastic night. Absolutely. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.